Okay, a couple of things would be if you're if you haven't started yet and you're feeling really just kind of stuck on it, you're like, I know it's on the back of my mind all the time, but I really don't want to, I just, you know, when you're in that place, uh, what I recommend is pull up your phone and just. Power to live more with Joe Dodds. Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast, all about productivity, organization, well-being, energy, and resilience. I'm Jo Dodds and I started this show to enable interesting people to share their stories about how they use their power to live more and by that I mean to do the stuff that they want to do more than the stuff that they need to or should do. It's about creating a life for yourself where you have the energy, health and space to be happy and fulfilled, spending your time as you'd like, whether that be at work, home or somewhere else entirely. That's your choice. Hello, my name is Ellie Dodds and I'm co-presenter today Joyce interviewing Kelsey Moore. Kelsey was introduced to us by her podcast team. She was a great suggestion. Kelsey Moore is an actress and video presence coach for purpose-driven entrepreneurs helping you look, sound and feel great on camera. She helps them craft their unique message in a way that creates a powerful and authentic connection to their audience through video so they can stand up from the crowd and become a magnetic brand. Everything she coaches stems from a personal development perspective to help her clients become more natural, comfortable, charismatic and confident in front of the lens to make the impact they desire and finally enjoy doing video. Back to the studio. Today I'm interviewing Kelsey Moore of KelseyMoore.com. Welcome Kelsey, thanks for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. So start by telling us who you are, what you do and crucially where you do it. Yeah, thank you. So I'm Kelsey Moore. I'm in Denver, and I often, I often feel like I'm in, when it's not COVID times that I'm in California because I'm out there so frequently for events and everything. And then this year, I'm like, wow, I actually really live in Denver. Like, I'm gonna go explore, and it's actually been uh, kind of cool. Every weekend, this is a quick tangent, uh, but every weekend, basically, my husband and I have taken little mini road trips to explore part of little part of like the Colorado mountains and um, really genuinely appreciate where I'm from a little bit more, which I don't think I had really prior to this year. Uh, But yeah, I'm a video presence coach for entrepreneurs. So really helping them get comfortable and confident on using video in their business and setting it up in a way where they're going to be consistent with it, where, you know, we were kind of, you know, joking about this before we got on the, uh, the interview but helping people where they don't have to do like 20 takes of the same thing where they can, you know, master it and knock it out in two takes and just be able to move through it a lot more quickly and have the impact that makes it actually effective in their business versus it just being like, okay, I did it. I put a video out. Ah, it's done. <laughs> but not actually enjoying it. Excellent. I'm so glad you're joining me today. <laughs> regular listeners and people who know me well will know that uh, video has never really been my thing although as I said to you I think I'm not too bad at doing it when I actually do do it (laughs) (laughs) but yes which is awesome (laughs) I am the 25 take woman uh, which is why Uh, I like doing things with other people because you just do it once job done and then you move on (laughs) 
Yeah. Oh, Lord. It's, <laughs> I, it, it's exhausting. Like, it's very draining to do that many takes of something. Mm, mm. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and then you get into that whole sort of law of diminishing returns that the more you do it, the worse you get. And then you end up <laughs> using video two in the first place. right right exactly like never mind that was the best one like we're going back and and part of how I teach people to help them kind of uh, navigate that situation is part of my training as a professional actress is we have to be able to you know do really about a minimum of about nine takes of of a scene with you know the same strong emotions still experiencing the lines for the first time creating genuine connection with the character and the scene and you know doing everything we can to make our scene partner really shine and so taking that training and when we we put and put it on to business and our own content that we're creating we we have uh, these different skills that we can build in to help us be like, okay, I'm going to kind of create these pre-decisions of I'm going to be showing up with this different type of energy in this take, in this shot with this conversation. And this is like my goal of the scene so that you can have a lot better monitored control of your energy displacement, which is going to really help you determine how many takes is it that you actually need or want. Yeah. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. interesting you say that. I um, I was listening uh, watching rather today a brief clip of um, uh, Meghan Markle or the Duchess of Sussex and uh, mm-hmm. obviously um, Prince Harry or he's not called that probably anymore I don't even know what we're supposed to call them nowadays I know um, what the titles are. <laughs> but uh, we're recording this uh, towards the end of September and they did a, uh, a recording to do with uh, the time top 100 sort of people thing and it was encouraging people to vote and mm. um, it was really interesting to watch because Harry came across really natural and Megan didn't and I when I was watching them and I, I hadn't thought about it in terms of us now talking but it's it, it's pertinent to what you've just said that I, I was really intrigued because I would have expected her to be the really good polished one and him not so mm, interesting um, however it was the opposite way around and I and I've been wondering what was playing into that and from what you've just said as well I, I wonder if I mean obviously they're both under lots of pressure and I think probably her more so from a media point yeah. of view poor girl yeah happens. and I you know I'm I'm not one of the um people who don't like them um so I'm I, I, you know, I'm positive to most people anyway, I have to say. I know, I don't understand why. why <laughs> but, you know, I was looking at them thinking, you know, she's probably feeling really awkward in the first place. But then I'm thinking, but you're an actress. And I'm thinking, ah, oh, but exactly what you've just said, maybe her head quite wasn't quite in the game in terms of the role she was supposed to be portraying. Whereas mm-hmm. Harry is Harry is Harry. You know, he is yeah. and he's learnt to present himself over right. years as him. And she's now not the actress and she's not her either because of the pressures that she's under and I just thought it was really interesting how they came across and it wasn't it wasn't what I expected I I think that's so interesting actually I'd be super curious to watch that clip um but you're right I mean it's like Harry's probably had media training yes you know throughout his life and a lot of 
a lot of actors, you'll see, and especially on like their social media channels and stuff, they're super awkward. And because it, it's a lot of like, how much do I show who it is I really am? And they have such a public persona that yes. doing something a little bit more intimate, which that is very different, you know, for us as uh, like home coaches and consultants that are kind of building our persona and our presence online through our business, through that avenue. But it's a different set of skills. It's a different training set to learn media skills, interview skills, uh, how to present on camera in a, in a professional sense and in a business sense yeah. versus in a performative sense. And yeah. what's cool is when you're a personal brand, you're the coach of your business and you're building your company online is you're doing both essentially at all times where you're blending in your, you know, authentic persona, your actual self with the business professional version without, this is why, this is why I do what I do. Like there's such a specific, uh, training and skill set that can be brought into this that not many people really realize the difference, how to do it. And especially not how to teach it. Yeah. where you're learning, you know, the, the interview skills that are maybe on media camera, like press interviews, things like that, podcast style, even though a lot of this is auditory, but then, you know, creating your own content and your own videos and leading the conversation. We were kind of talking before, and we should get into this a little bit more uh, about, you know, having a monologue versus a dialogue. And in our videos, when it feels like it's just us showing up and how do you find that balance of being your authentic self and portraying the character and the role of CEO, of boss, of the professional without being like a news anchor where you're really <laughs> stiff and, and, you know, a frozen smile or a stern face on, on, as your expression, like, you know, we have to be putting in our true genuine personality in a way that's going to still play to the camera and serve our audience. Yeah, and you know that's sort of one of the beauties of being a, a sort of uh, a one-person organisation and and being being mm -hmm. your brand. You can decide who you want to be and be that person. I, I, you know, it's not like when you work in a bigger organisation and you have to sort of toe the line and you have to get your tone of voice right. right and all that sort of thing. You know, you have that that power. And I guess I guess the starting point is to be is to know that and and to and to um, yeah. And to live that, to, to feel comfortable being whoever you are. And then it's about how you sort of present that to other people, isn't it? Yeah, yes, very much so. I was, I was watching a, a video of me, actually, <laughs> only yesterday. I, I'm doing some um, speaker interviews in advance of a seminar series that I'm involved in organising. And I did the first one yesterday. And, and contrary to what everyone else does, <laughs> I think, I, uh, um, I do always watch back and listen back to what I, I do. And uh, I was thinking, oh, no, you were laughing and giggling too much in that bit, which <laughs> is something that I always got accused of doing in my corporate days when I was quite young, when I was in my 20s. Yeah. I used to get told all the time that I giggled too much and you know, <laughs> I needed more gravitas and you know, all that sort of stuff. No, giggle more. <laughs> <laughs> I know, exactly. And do you know what? One of the the things about me and my personality and people who know me is that I do laugh and smile a lot of people you know comment on it all the time and you know I'm a lot older now than I was when I first started in work and I'm very comfortable with that and actually even watching the video although I sort of started to criticize myself I thought no that is you carry on <laughs> yes yes exactly I mean it's all what is serving your brand you know and and, and sometimes we can have our our sort of isms, the little things that kind of come up, especially when we feel the pressure of a camera looking at us. 
that can be really distracting and can pull focus, you know, from our energy and from our intent and message. But most of those things are like our little quirks and things that help share our personality, who it is that we really are. That's the stuff that's innately polarizing. That's going to help our audience to know if we are for each other or not. Mm. So it's very helpful. Yeah. Yeah. So let's sort of backtrack a bit um, and talk about how you ended up doing this. I'm, I'm just imagining, you know, you sort of at school thinking about what you might do in the future. I can imagine actress might have been an option or um, we're probably supposed to say actor nowadays. Um, uh, <laughs> I can't see, you know, video coach for entrepreneurs right definitely a position I'm pretty sure I made up uh but it was like you know you see a need for it and I'm like wow this is actually something I'm fantastic at that's great let's go make that a thing and um no graduating I I never took my desire of being an actress or actor I am impartial I don't care <laughs> whichever one I'm referred to as uh as as a, any sort of potential actual career or future. And so I, I mean, I, I took a couple of classes, um, but really it was kind of growing up. I was a theater kid and then any school projects we would have, we would do it as a film project. I did a lot of film stuff in high school and just completely loved it. But then college, I was like, okay, well, time to, you know, learn other stuff and like, that's not a real option. Uh, and just kind of let it go to the wayside. And in my, uh, my senior year of college is when I was, I was part of, uh, for a couple of years, I was part of an honors program where they had volunteer hours required. And so my senior year, I started volunteering actually at a local correctional facility, teaching the clients how to read, how to use computers, how to interview, write resumes, skills like that. Mm-hmm. And when I graduated, that was actually, I, I mean, I, I think I worked in retail for a little bit. Then I, um, man, I, I, I did like six or seven different interviews. And it was right at the time of uh, when, you know, in the recession, when jobs were starting to open back up again. And my husband and I were actually both interviewing for positions that people who with 30 years experience were uh, interviewing for. Yeah. And it was just, it was so bizarre and competitive and all of the jobs were like just these (laughs) miserable, miserable corporate positions that were so depressing. And so the first offer I got was actually from a sister company with that correctional facility, but one down in Denver that I had done volunteering work with when I was in school. And so I took it. So I took the first you know, a real job that I was like, okay, great. I can do this. Like this makes sense. And ended up being a teacher there for a couple of years and then switched to, to position of a case manager where I was managing the lives of about 25 adult male felons and half were coming in from, uh, from failing out on three or four rounds of probation. And then half were on their way out before parole. So they were coming out of long-term incarceration before they moved on to uh, having a, a parole officer. And then they would be mine. So those are my, that was my first clientele. And so whenever I have stories like referencing clients, I'm like, well, it depends on what story I guess we're telling, which, <laughs> what type of client we're talking about. Yeah. And, and honestly, that led me down such a depressed, angry, cynical, bitter path. And I just, I had one night that was particularly 
uh, explosive and uh, unpleasant <laughs> experience with the client. And I had a moment there after we de-escalated the situation where I was sitting at my desk and it was <laughs> like to really it was as dramatic as possible where the rain is leaking in through my window. It's about 9:30 at night. It's dark. I'm in an old gross tuberculosis hospital and I just feel completely depleted and just so, so hateful of everything. And I was like, why did I choose this? Why is this my life? Why am I doing this? And I sat there and I started writing down a list of things that used to make me happy, of things that I used to love doing. And acting came up on there. That was one of the things that I wrote down. And travel was a big one that I wrote down. I was like, wow, it's been years since we've really gone on a trip. I was like, I haven't done anything with acting in years. And two weeks after that night, I went and auditioned for my first uh, ever indie film. And I booked the lead role, spent the next six months (laughs) Um, filming on weekends. I started finding out about health and um, taking care of my body again, working out again, watching what I ate again, and which were all things when you're miserable in life that go down the drain so fast, so quickly. And I... I discovered personal development in a way where it started, I learned about, you know, what is mindset? What is growth mindset? And and actually looking at my thoughts and questioning things and meditation and mindfulness and all of these different aspects. And over the next few years, became a professional actress represented in multiple states and, you know, working dozens of uh, in in indie films and uh, commercials and industrials and so many projects. And while at the same time, I started learning everything I possibly could about online business, about the potential of the internet, like this amazing, magical gift that yes, can be used for evil, but it can also be used for good. And seeing the power of what we have at our fingertips and learning everything I could about that. And I started to form my first course, which was all about personal development and mindset and all of these things that had really saved my life and changed who I was as a person. But all the while, acting. And then I ended up actually filling in a spot at a, at a studio here and being an acting coach for about six months. And that was really when the shift happened where I was like, I'm spending all my time with entrepreneurs who are just like my favorite people. They're driven and passionate and they're doers and they get stuff done and they're willing to do the hard stuff and all of these cool things. And, and, you know, everything I teach and think is kind of founded in this like growth mindset, spiritual growth, like development of who we are and our potentials. And that's really when it all clicked for me that I wanted to help entrepreneurs that were terrified of this visual storytelling, the most powerful medium that we have of using video in a compelling way to help them feel amazing and have the confidence of an actor, but being their authentic self in their business and you know, using video successfully for it to grow their work. Wow. <laughs> it was quite that's a journey. Part of that story wasn't what I was expecting. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> and but a what, a, what an amazing, um, an amazing sort of testimonial for taking stock of your life, writing a list of what you want to do, and getting mm-hmm. on and doing it, and and seeing those opportunities to come come to life. That's such a great story. Oh, so, thank you. <laughs> so, how did you sort of transition? from you know the acting to the the helping the entrepreneurs we you know we've already when we were just sort of talking about our harry and megan um example um you know not everybody who um is good at 
acting is is presumably as as you said as well already you mm -hmm. know good at video um right but you know as i say to a lot of my guests starting a business as well takes certain skills and um experience and and sort of outlook and everything else and not everyone is right for that too what what carried you through from from the acting to the delivering of, of a service to clients i i think it's when you know how how sometimes we kind of dismiss our own talents because it's just something like you've worked on and it's easier for you and you yeah. you just kind of see it and it was really when i started to be able to see that through certain direction and feedback and uh, communicating in a specific way, which a lot of my communication skills came from my time in corrections, which is like speaking with a lot of compassion and respect and directness. And I'm very grateful for some of the skills that I learned in that environment because they're particular and yeah. <laughs> unique. And the way everything merged together. So when I realized that through certain directional points, I could really transform what was coming out of somebody else, what uh, someone else was able to do uh, when they had a script in front of them and they felt like those nerves, that kind of that fakeness that comes on and we're like, okay, suddenly now I'm reading lines and oh, like I just, I'm, I'm terrified about this and it comes off sounding really glitchy and fake and like yeah. just not who they are as a person. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, knowing that other entrepreneurs had the same kind of innate drive and passion that I do and knowing like that shifts the way that you communicate with them a little bit, but I can still give a lot of these skills are transferable, but they have to be learned most of the time. Otherwise people can kind of figure it out on their own, but for, in, in many cases, but it can take years. It could take a really long time versus a couple of weeks, yeah. which is, you know, we, we also have this desire for faster growth because otherwise, otherwise, what are we doing? <laughs> like we want, we want to be able to grow. Yeah. And yeah. And so really seeing that a lot of these skills that I was able to impart upon other actors and then myself as an actor and, and transfer it over into the entrepreneurial world where I know that I have all these similarities with with these other coaches that are working on creating and building something from scratch, really from who it is that they are through their innate gifts and allowing them to help pull that out and shine when they're sharing it with others. Because yeah. if we lose that passion and that just like fervor for what it is that we're doing, that's not going to translate into the excitement and the certainty that an audience is looking for. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm trying to, I'm not sure if that answers your question, but that was, it was kind of when I saw all those pieces fit in together that it all merged in my mind and it just made sense as the next step. Yeah, absolutely. And as you say, it's a, a really big point about the fact that we often can't see our abilities and skills. You know, um, there's a, a, a coach in the UK called Lucy Whittington who wrote a book called finding your thing and she always says your thing is on the end of your nose and everyone else can see it but you just can't yes yeah um and so being able to sort of take that and turn it into teaching for other people is you know is a definite skill in itself because often we just you know discount it as something that we, that we do naturally and it's so easy it can't possibly be a business <laughs> right you know. but you do have to learn how to be able to teach it yeah, you can't just know something and be like, oh, this is what it is, and this and this. 
great go do it good luck <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. so how is that translated into how you work with your clients what do your days look like yeah so i do have a few one-on-one -on -one clients but i'm moving away from that more and more uh and I, if I do more one-on-one -on -one in the future, I, it'll probably be if we can do in-person because I love being there also on their shoot days. But we do some lessons leading up to it and preparing and working on working on their performance and presentation, how it is that they show up on camera. Yeah. And But then I do, I have so much fun when it's actually on shoot days and then I can sort of be the director, which is it's just, it's so, it's so, it's so much fun. It's just like you get to play all day. But the biggest way that I serve my clients is through, I have an online program that's called Captivate on Camera. And this is, it's, it's like five seasons with a bunch of episodes because <laughs> I think it's cuter than modules and lessons. <laughs> They're cool. <laughs> and, you know, on brand. And, yeah. yeah and, and that really takes them through, they're dripped out, you know, one week at a time through exactly kind of the foundational steps to build in their own process that's going to be that's going to fit to them and their needs and their personality and then what we do is we meet monthly twice uh live on facebook where we get to do that live coaching and training and feedback and they can submit their videos in and get those really specific notes and and you know points of feedback for themselves mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so just um skills and knowledge <laughs> what, what, Absolutely. what tips would you would you give to um people listening who who perhaps don't do video yet or, or think that you know they do do it but don't think they do it very well what sort of things would you say they need to be thinking about yeah so okay a couple of things would be if you're if you haven't started yet and you're feeling really just kind of stuck on it. You're like, I know it's on the back of my mind all the time, but I really don't want to, <laughs> you know, when you're in that place, uh, what I recommend is uh, pull up your phone and just in selfie mode, record, a, uh, maybe, maybe pre-write out a couple of questions, but really record yourself just on your own camera phone. This isn't going out to any social media. This is only for you on yourself. You pull up your own recording video app that's it yeah and not facebook not instagram and you just sort of log out the answer to a couple of questions like why do you do what you do that's probably the best place to start because that's going to get you talking about really you know what you're passionate about and why you're passionate about it yeah. so we want to start practicing pulling out those different passions and the way that you talk about things when you're just really excited about something when you're just really on fire for it and you get let up and you have that certainty around it yeah. and then can move into kind of interview yourself, ask yourself a couple questions, like what are a couple of tips to get started and start practicing that private blogging. And what I have my clients do is kind of watching their tone. So like tonality practice where then you watch it back or even feel it in your body as you're going and see, okay, at what point did I move from my regular voice, my real actual voice that I sound like into my performer voice, my little actor voice and sharing something that's just not really <laughs> like noticing and catching yourself. When are you moving into, it's usually a little higher pitched. It's usually a little more strained and uncomfortable. And it's really what I call the actor voice, which is not really true. Uh, so here, here's a little backstory on that, I guess. You know, if you're an actor doing their job well, you're 
essentially experiencing the lines and the emotions for the first time real as they're happening. And you're finding yourself in the character and in the story by becoming an excellent truth teller. You have to be able to find the truth within what it is that you're delivering so that Uh it's real. And at least in the way that it's captured on the scene. So that's being, you know, a good actor. So I don't mean to like denigrate that term at all, but what would happen is like in my acting classes that I would coach is I would be having a conversation with one of my students and then we'd even like practice their lines a little bit, go back and forth. And then they'd step in front of the camera and they'd pull their sides up, you know, their lines and, and start delivering it in actor's voice where it's very performy and it was really over the top and super bizarre. And so that's, that's what I mean when I'm saying like actor's voice. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a funny little character performance we put on that's that's disingenuous, that's disconnected, that's you know, not really that real person. And so it's starting to notice that first and foremost within ourselves. When does that come up? And uh, if you can build in that awareness of catching it, it's gonna be easier to start turning away from it and coming yeah. back to, oh, that's not my normal voice. Okay, <laughs> coming coming back. <laughs> yeah so that's that's a good one um yeah it's interesting I was just thinking oh that video I watched myself yesterday that I mentioned I think I probably was slightly doing my acting voice <laughs> <laughs> and I think I was born out of the fact that I was trying to look at the camera whilst look at the person I was talking to which clearly we know is really hard to do on a computer because they're yes. in places oh. um, as well as glance at my um notes um to see what my question next question was because it was my uh, interview. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. I have, so a couple of thoughts on that. So, you know, your, your tone of voice, right? That's just one aspect, right? And then we have our physical presence, what we're doing with our body. We have our eyes, where it is that we're looking, how it is that we're connecting with our eye contact and the, uh, the story we're telling behind them. And yeah. then you know, the words that we say, what it is that we're actually providing as far as our message. And then the most important thing is our energy, the energetic presence that we have uh, actually that's being sh- uh, shared through the video, through the portal, which, you know, that lens is really a portal of our energy. That's how we're connecting through video. Yeah. And so one of the ways to kind of help with, you know, that's, that's a lot to, to, be thinking about and having awareness of while we're filming. So one of the ways to help with that is I love to take a sticky note and put it over my face on either the phone or the, on the computer screen. Now, if you're in a, if you're in a, you know, a zoom call with somebody, if you're looking down, then they kind of know that you're looking at them. So that's very, that's not exactly what I'm talking about. That's, that's very commonplace. That's normal. Uh, But if you're delivering maybe a zoom training, like a zoom webinar, or if you're doing a pre-recorded video or you're live or you're on social media, then do this. Then you want to look up at the lens. Eye contact is extremely important. I mean, think about how disrespectful it feels if if you're talking to somebody and they're not meeting your eye contact. Yeah, it's really weird. So taking that post-it note and writing out a couple of your notes on the sticky note, I love to write my uh, my ideal client. You know, we usually have our client avatar. I love to write their name at the top of the sticky with a little arrow that points up to the lens because that's going to help remind yourself where you're looking and who you're talking to. Because if you really know who it is that you're talking to, you're going to be able to have much better control of the energy that you're giving that person. I'm loving all of that. That sounds really cool. It's like, it's like triple whammy. So <laughs> cover up your face, remind yourself of your avatar 
and where the camera is and make a couple of notes to keep you on track. Yep. <laughs> yep. And it's all right there. And we, it feels really weird at first because we get kind of self-conscious of like, oh my gosh, but what do I look like? Because I can't see myself. Yeah. And uh, really, you know, we want to move away from being self-conscious of how we look. And then you can, you know, do that a few times and watch it back and see what do you notice comes up? What, uh, do you fidget in this way a lot? Do you shift your body a lot? What's happening that's distracting? Like, what are the things that you can learn from it? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's funny. After I, I recorded the video, I had to send it off to my colleague and I said, I said to him, oh, I said, my hair looks really rubbish in it. And he was like, oh, for goodness sake, you're too hard on yourself. And I, was like, <laughs> yeah. and I wanted to reply, but I didn't. No, my hair really does look rubbish in it. I'll make sure it doesn't next time. <laughs> <laughs> right. There you go. Then, you know, just tidy up your hair a little bit first before the next one. <laughs> so um, what about um, how you sort of keep developing yourself? I mean, your, your, um, your work life has sort of changed remarkably over, you know, a period of time and you have learned things as you've gone along how are you keeping up to speed with things now i mean video changes all the time there's new apps and goodness knows what comes in all the time isn't there and apparently mm -hmm. did you know video is the next big thing <laughs> oh it is really <laughs> we've been saying that for years <laughs> it is it is the now thing it is going to just keep growing and expanding even more, but it is definitely right now the biggest converter online. And I think it's something like 84% of all traffic on the internet is video. So yeah. it's a big deal. Yes. But what's uh, kind of a twofold answer, I guess that is really uh, what I teach, what is really what I coach on is the skill within the self, which is if you can master your video presence then all of the changes that happen are going to be less overwhelming, are going to matter and impact less. You know, it's keeping up to date and sharing with my clients from like, okay, hey, Reels is now competing with TikTok. Here's a way you can be on both platforms if it serves you, if it serves your brand, if it makes sense. You know, we hear, here's maybe a good plan for creating consistent IGTVs because Instagram right now is kind of the hub of all, where all social media directs and points back to. Uh, but YouTube is still, you know, the second largest search engine. So it's figuring out what makes sense for someone's particular brand and goals, because for us to want to be on all of the different platforms and visible everywhere is not realistic, especially at the beginning, uh, you know, as you're growing, that's not going to make a lot of sense. So the way I coach it is to each quarter have one big primary goal, one next big focus, and it might take you a couple of quarters to fully develop that idea, but we're not going to set, you know, these big goals where it's like, okay, I'm going to uh, you know, start and grow a YouTube channel and become huge on TikTok in the same month. <laughs> like that's, that's <laughs> yeah. going to be completely exhausting and not very realistic. And yeah, so really breaking down based on their growth plan, their brand, their vision, and their goals, what's going to make the most sense for them. And then I'll just share, you know, as I learn the updates, it's, it's pretty easy because I'm, I'm pretty active on all the platforms to at least be able to like, hey, you know, this is a new thing. Check this out. See if you like it. But uh, really, when we learn to have that, that ability within ourselves, that can be translated and transferred and taken onto any of the platforms and the apps. Yeah, yeah. So one final sort of technical question. Um, live or recorded, um, 
YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. You obviously, as you said, there's loads of different options. Um, I, I've just been thinking as we've been talking, thinking, oh, I really must get on and do this again now, right? I'm thinking, okay, I'll do, I'll do some webinars. Uh, oh no, I'll do some lives. Oh no, I'll stream to here. Oh no, I'll do that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yep, exactly. How do you I... do that one thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I really. <laughs> I really don't believe in doing things just because we think we should yes. do them, but really rather because like, oh, there's joy in this. Something of this feels good. This really aligns with my goal and with what I want. And so if you want to have a bigger presence on Facebook, Facebook lives are going to make a lot of sense. If you want to be YouTube famous, you're going to have to do YouTube videos. <laughs> if you want to grow a presence on Instagram, you have a lot of options really across all of these platforms, but you could either do lives or pre-recorded IGTVs. You can do reels, you can do stories and there's, you know, reels and IGTVs and lives are all going to help be marketing and uh, introduce you to new people. And, uh, lives are still mostly pointed to your audience, but Instagram does promote them. So they will show them to some other people if it fits in the algorithm. But that's why if you don't, uh, you know, do lives really consistently on Instagram. You're not going to get a ton of people that are going to show up on your lives. It's a great place to practice because you'll maybe get a couple of people on there until you're really consistent with it because it's mostly going to show to your current audience. And then your IG stories, you know, that's pretty much only talking to your current audience that already knows you, likes you, trusts you. And that's just continuing to build and develop that relationship. And so that's a great way to do more casual videos showing behind the scenes content. And so you do have a lot of these choices. And so what I say is play with them, practice with them, take the skills that you're learning, you know, as we work together and then try it out for a week where you do lives for a while. Uh, is, does this seem like this is going to serve your goals better or, you know, map out your next couple of IGTVs and be consistent with sending those out. And it just really, if you have the goal of a lot of live engagement and you want to do a lot of Q and A's live is going to make more strategic sense. If you just want to be sharing some really like potent high value video content where you're demonstrating your expertise, then IGTVs are probably going to make more sense. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Lovely. Thank you. So last yeah. couple of questions. What about those days where it all goes horribly wrong? How do you deal with those? Oh, sure. <laughs> that happens all the time. <laughs> I mean, not all the time, but fun enough. <laughs> um, well, you know, this, this journey is crazy and it's challenging. And um, I don't know. I think I uh, will take, take the day off. <laughs> I'll be like, okay, well, I tried. And uh, you know, go watch a movie, read a book and chill and just have some compassion uh, for when stuff feels like you're just kind of stuck or in the challenge. If that's an option, if, you, if you're talking about the days when it all goes wrong, where it's like, you know, because there's two different kinds, right? Where there's, where there's the kind of day where you're like, okay, this is just like all my like back end stuff is glitching. I don't know. This is all just, there's like 12 obstacles. It's challenging. And that's going to be the kind where you have to show up and just work through it versus the kinds where it's like your energy is low and you just really need a day off and you need to rest and you're the thing that's creating the obstacle. You mm -hmm. see like there's, those are two differences. So if it's the kind where it's like, you know, the other day, Facebook and Instagram, cause they're owned by the same people completely shut down and 
so, you know, so many people were on live and it was all like, oh my God, what do I do? Okay. Well, that's where you stay in the game and you show up and you just know that no matter what, you're going to be okay. Regardless, you know, no matter what you're going to be okay. And so you have options when something like that happens. All right. If Facebook and Instagram went down, no, they're owned by the same people. So switching from one of those platforms to the other isn't going to help. But you can wait a few minutes and see what happens, or you can send out an email blast to your people because hopefully you're working on collecting emails and send them a Zoom link. You can you know, try and switch over to YouTube Live and you have these different options, but you can always reschedule. You can always wait 10 minutes and see what happens and do your best to send messages out. But if it crashed on everybody, then everyone's going to realize, oh, the platform crashed. You know, it's not just you. <laughs> Yeah. And so kind of taking that beat to assess and see what is it that I'm in control of in this moment? What can I do? What are my options? And just take a deep breath and just keep moving through it mm -hmm. and know that we're in the business of solving problems. That's why we have companies is because we're actively solving problems for people. So sometimes we have to do a lot of that problem solving for ourselves and just show up and take it one step at a time, one thing at a time. But then having that awareness where it's like, okay, I have those days where, you know, I, I'm the problem and I just need to go chill and sleep and watch some movies and that's it today. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Lovely. And so what about those days where you get to live more? And that's where I say that you get to do more of the things that you want to do and less of the stuff that you don't want to do. What do they look like? Oh, I love that. I, I, always feel that feel that when this may be going to sound cheesy but it's really i really mean it i always feel that way on the days when i do my live trainings with my clients mm -hmm. i get such a high such a rush from that it is the best feeling ever getting to you know show up and not just you know talk about me and my stuff but finally be able to kind of dig into theirs like yes oh i totally like i see where you're at i see this these are some things that you can do adjust this and have that feedback be received and actually actionable. That is just the best. And then, uh, you know, if, um, man, anytime that we can go, you know, I mentioned earlier, like hubs and I have been doing these little tiny mini road trips to private places out in Colorado. Anytime yeah. that we get to go explore and do that, all of that just makes me feel so alive and present and grateful. Lovely. And um, yeah, you've, you've just done a good pitch for staycations as well, haven't you? Yeah, <laughs> we, have, we have options. It might not be the same for everyone. It depends on where you live, I think. <laughs> mm -hmm. It does. And oh man, I, I mean, I think about oh, just like how, how wildly grateful I am to be experiencing this global situation right now you know, in the time when I'm working from home like this and in a career I've created and something I love and I'm so passionate about versus if this had happened when I was working either in a corporate job or in corrections or something and yeah. Yeah. wouldn't have had the same ability of, of adventure and I would not at that time had any of the coping mechanisms that I do now. Yes, yeah, yeah. So it's been really interesting talking to you today, Kelsey, and uh, you've inspired me to think about my videos again, or rather my lack of <laughs> videos. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and tell people how they can find out more about you and connect with you. 
Thank you. Uh, so definitely come say hi on Instagram. That's where I hang out the most and share a lot of just trainings and insights and behind the scene things. And uh, so it's, it's Instagram at Kelsey underscore more. And my name is spelled a little funny. It's K-E-L-L-S-I-E. So Kelsey underscore more. And then I am starting, I am working on launching my own YouTube channel. So you can head over and find me on YouTube as well. Brilliant. Thanks, Kelsey. Great to talk to you today. Thank you so much for having me on. All this information is available in the show notes. If you go to powertolivemore.com forward slash, in this case, 184, then you'll find them there. And this week, I just want to talk a little bit about email marketing. And in particular, I want to talk about building your list or rather what your list is for in terms of email marketing. It's a list, yeah, but it's actually real people who've said yes to an offer that you've made at some point in the past. So whatever re- for whatever reason, they've agreed that they want to know what you're up to, what's new with your business, be alerted to offers and other information that they're interested in. So if used wisely, your email list isn't a list, it's a relationship. And you might be focusing your relationship building efforts on social media. That seems like, you know, the, the thing to do. And it should be part of your strategy but there are risks that come with that you know you don't own the content that you put out there you can't control what happens to it the platforms that you're posting the content onto can change the rules and change the layout I mean Facebook changed the way that they are set up uh, fairly recently and people are still complaining about it now Uh, and also posts aren't guaranteed to reach uh, your intended audience or or a very large audience um, depending on where you're sharing and you know the policies that they have at the time so it is something to build into the thing that you do some of the things that you do within your business but it's not a list of people or a group of people where you have lots of control and your email list is much more controllable from your point of view in terms of the relationship that you build with the people that are on it so start thinking about your email list as a a group of living breathing people who are you know there to hear from you to get useful information from you who are looking for uh, unique and personalized content from you to help them with whatever it is you can help them with and so build a relationship with your list and think about how you can provide that content for those people so that they will more likely open your emails, engage with your emails and potentially take action as a result of those emails. And there's some key components to building that relationship with your mailing list. And you can think of the word cave. So firstly, it's be consistent, be authentic, be valuable and be engaging. If you use that cave method, then that really covers all the areas of uh, a really good relationship building Um, perspective to have that you can uh, apply to your mailing list and the more you use those four areas being consistent authentic valuable and engaging then the more likely your list is to uh, connect with you the people on your list are to connect with you and sort of take your messages take action and do some of the things that you're asking to do at various times whether that be downloading something from you or buying a product or attending an event or booking a ticket for something or, or whatever. So as I say, if you're not if you're not focusing on your email list at the moment, then um, perhaps 
take another look at that. If you don't have an email list, if you don't have an email provider, then I'd thoroughly recommend Aweber. I'm an Aweber certified expert. If you go to joedodds.com forward slash recommends forward slash Aweber, then you can uh, get more information about Aweber and what they do. And actually, the for the first... Um, 500 subscribers you can actually get a free account which gives you all the functionality that Aweber have all the features they have and all the new features that are coming along um, but you don't have to stop paying until you've got 500 subscribers so that's worth looking at if you don't already have an email marketing list but if you do have one and you're not really consistently uh, emailing them with useful content then you know now's the time to start thinking about that again the show notes are at powertolivemore.com forward slash 184. And we look forward to speaking to you next week. Use your power to live more.